welcome back to Real Life Academy with Talia and Michelle. How are you? I'm good. The sun is out. I'm so happy. Um, but the temperature is dropping, so like yeah. not that stoked. Just last week stoked. was like I, I forget if it was two days. I think it was two days ago. It was like two degrees out. Yeah, and I was calling everyone. I was like, "It's summer. I'm so happy." <laughs> this is like so Canadian of me to do that. Straight up. No, my my other friends are coming from Barrie too this weekend. So we were all stoked because we're like, hey, the weather is beautiful. It's going to yeah. be gorgeous over the long weekend. And then I looked at the weather and I'm like, um, that's kind of rude. Is it not going to be nice out? <laughs> well, to be D, I have faith that it's going to gonna yeah. work in my favor Honestly, or everybody's favor. Yeah, the weather lies all the time. So you can't. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. You can't yeah. trust it. Um... Like, what are you guys are you, do you guys have any plans so i think i'm going to go roller blading roller skating like that oh they have, have like that indoor ring the indoor oh, one yes. yeah with the four wheels yes the, i've never done that four before wheelies. is that the one you're going oh really to? that's four so wheelies? funny i i have no idea i just oh. i just decided and just assumed there was a place that does that okay so i went to this place for wheelies with my friend just for like fun but I <laughs> we both were like so bad and there were like four-year-olds just <laughs> passing by us and it's I love that. like a rink and then they play all this like 80s music and it's oh, like disco cool. lights and all that it was I don't know I felt like I walked into an alternate universe when I walked in there <laughs> oh I'm so down for that I'm it's excited so I know I'm gonna hurt myself a lot but like yeah. I'm mentally prepared so much yeah to try very hard <laughs> to not That'll but yeah that and then like an escape room and oh my gosh maybe yeah. maybe something else I want to just do things like now yeah. that it's brighter out past like two o'clock I yeah. feel alive again so yeah. I hope you feel that way too. I feel like people are starting to get back into doing things. Yes, like, until like had more like energy lately, and Same. yeah, it also just makes me feel like as soon as the sun comes out and I start feeling this way, I'm like, why do I live here? Oh, I think about that all think, the time. It makes me think like, okay, if I'm, if this is such like a drastic difference, imagine if I was like mm-hmm. this all year. Oh my goodness. Yeah. When I was um, out in Europe too, like it's not just like your mood, it's also like your skin. Like I find my skin is so much yeah. healthier and clearer. Like it's the reduced levels <laughs> of stress, of course, when you're on vacation. Yeah. But like the ocean, salt water is like so oh, yeah. healing. So like I feel like I was made to be in a tropical place. I just ended it. <laughs> you're like, I was not built for this. Um, my background's also Swiss, so like I'm not like ocean, like yeah. not nowhere close to an ocean. But <laughs> I feel like I was supposed to be born somewhere close to the ocean. <laughs> well, I can I can back that. Yeah. So um, let's dip to a tropical country once we make lots of monies. Yes, that is our plan. <laughs> I would love to just live somewhere tropical for like half the year. Same. That's my goal. My goal for sure in life is like, I, I don't know if I'll stay in Canada for the rest of my life, but I definitely don't want to 
deal with winter. That is like what success almost means to me is being <laughs> able to leave when you're depressed and not come back. Yeah, totally. Okay, so this episode, we're going to talk about our 2024 marketing trend predictions. Yes, this is a fun one. And this is a great one. And you're in good company because both of us have marketing backgrounds and work in marketing. Michelle is more, you have more experience with like the ad side of marketing, I feel like Facebook yeah. ads and that kind of stuff. Whereas I'm more into like the brand development and content marketing. Yeah. But so it's good that we have like both perspectives too. Yeah, it's a crossover of like insight into like paid strategies and also yeah. like organic strategies, which I think okay. honestly both of those are just like the best, the yeah. best mix. So let's start with our first prediction, which is a heavy focus on building brand community. Yes. Definitely. This is something that I think is very exciting because I think a lot of people, a lot of brand owners are making that shift from like competition to collaboration. Mm. And it's really exciting to see because I think we were talking about this last week too, you and I, just how you see a lot of companies doing cross collaborations with other companies, even coming out yes. with like one-off products and whatnot. Um doing giveaway collabs and just really crossing those audiences over. It's so beneficial for your brand. And most of the time, it's definitely like cost effective to do a partnership and gain a really specific audience. Totally. And I think like the benefit, I think, I mean, I totally agree. And I think we're seeing a lot more brand collaborations because people are realizing the benefit of having the two different audiences as well it's like not only are you gaining access and showing your audience that you have a great relationship with another awesome brand and that kind of gives you that credibility with your own audience but you're also reaching Mm -hmm. an entirely new audience with the other brand and so it's like a it's a two for one deal almost um and you're essentially doubling your reach so exactly and it's a it's a brand advocating for another brand so i think a lot of consumers now are very um specific with the brands that they choose to support because we're we're more educated than ever like we know a lot now about the consumer markets and little tricks and whatnot the companies tend to do. Totally. So I think consumers really see through that. And uh, when one brand vouches for another brand, it, it really helps with creating the trust right off the bat, which is obviously something that is huge because that's a big barrier to people purchasing products is they want to know that they're going to be happy with their purchase. 100%. Um, when you said about like the trust and people purchasing wanting to know that they're going to be happy with their purchase it made me think of last week my friend my friend this particular friend of mine and I we're we're just shoppers like (laughs) our friendship is literally us just sending each other like things we want to buy and stuff um (laughs) which is funny but um she sent me this link and she was like look at this website like they have such good stuff for like good prices but I can't tell if it's legit so we got like she got her mom to email them I emailed them she emailed them to like 
And we basically emailed their customer service being like, hey, we ordered this, but we never got it. Just to see, Just to like, see? Oh. if they answer us, then we know that it's legit and we'll order from them. But if they don't answer, then like we know it's not trustworthy. But that's so yeah. funny. People need Did you to get know. an answer? I didn't. No. So there you go. I guess I also I I'm a love I love I'm the queen of Reddit for things like that. Like I oh. find Reddit is such a good place to go for like even um my mom bought me a one of those DNA tests and it was like a total oh off brand random one and I'm like I'm kind of iffy about these DNA tests yeah. like what what are you gonna do with all that info that you got on me now um I searched up the brand on Reddit and immediately it was like nope <laughs> like yes. it was so bad it was actually really funny but um that's funny well that's interesting yeah. and that so- also goes into like almost a different part because a big trend prediction for me is like the use of AI with communicating for customer service if that company had that in place you would have probably ended up purchasing from them but they they are bombs yeah assuming you got it (laughs) yeah I mean the thing with AI is like I I think it's a great tool to start the pipeline like when we look at the sales Mm -hmm. pipeline when you're in the wider part of your funnel I think using AI is great to start that initial conversation with your customer but one thing I will say I see brands missing out on and where I think we could improve and hopefully this is a prediction that in the future will come is the ability to actually speak with like a normal human at a certain point when you're in the pipeline because I mean, AI, it is getting better and better, but for where it's at right now, like sometimes a chat bot will only take you so far. And if I have like a very specific question, I want to talk to a normal person who can answer my question or like provide an actual value. Like if I want to return something and it's not letting me return it and a chat bot's not going to be able to hear my entire story and then like reason with it and make a decision, right? So um, oh yeah there's definitely I think like that, a time and place for it yeah I think that implementing AI is really great for more like efficient and you know like you're answering right away mm-hmm. but as like the conversation with the AI chatbot gets more detailed um, I've noticed has to make a lot transition. of brands are relying on it too much to a point yeah. where it's hard to actually speak they they've kind of ignored their actual customer service department. Um, yeah, so, they lost the human aspect a lot. Yeah. Like a, I'm a lot of email campaigns that I'm getting now. You can tell it's written by AI, and I'm like, it's fine to use it as a to help build a structure, but I don't think that yeah we're we're very close to it being able to fully replicate the emotions that a person can put into right. a, a conversation. And just like I, I really think. Exactly. Oh, I'm I'm 100% that person that if I'm like calling somebody for service and even if it's taking too long to go through like listing off their eight different menu options, like I'm smashing that zero button, like give me a human. I don't yeah. want to I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's really useful. I've I've been yes. looking more into AI more in the sense of like collecting customer data, analyzing that and then coming up with action plans for businesses to personalize content better 
make it more fit to what that type of customer uh, wants in terms of their experience. So I definitely do agree with moving away a little bit more from AI in terms of the content. Yeah, I'm saying like not necessarily move away, but make sure you're not like when you're implementing it, make sure you're not like overcompensating for the customer service, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Like, like, like embrace everyday it, questions, but don't take away. Yeah, like I feel like everyday things that people inquire about on a common basis, like sure, use that because of course you don't want to be paying people to be responding to because yeah. customer service, like it's, it's such a time-consuming oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you're totally right. Like there's times where you, I think the intro is good and then at some point needs to be the transition to a person yeah yeah and I think like people need to embrace AI more too I feel like a lot of people are fearful of it well I think a lot of people do think it's going to nix a lot of purpose um that they they're currently bringing to like either positions that they're working in or whatever it is but I yeah. do think there is still a lot of work that needs to be done. I think it's definitely going to be taking over certain jobs for sure. But like, I also, I like as a marketer, I see it as a huge jobs. tool. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Every, every new thing is going to create something and also create take away jobs. Something. It might take away from jobs, but it might also create like new opportunities for people as well. Um, and oh, I think sure, that yeah. if, you know, if you're a business owner and you're not, leveraging it or you know at least learning about it and engaging in the in the development space of AI then you're missing out on a huge opportunity because it's coming whether we like it or not so I just like if you're someone and maybe you don't necessarily with agree with the concept of a machine or a robot um, running a system or whatever like you kind of have to put aside your personal beliefs and look at it from a standpoint of it's here, it's coming. How do we use it to our advantage and get ahead of it before we're behind? Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's always going to have its benefits and its downfalls, yeah. but it's good to stay educated and informed about the market when you're in business, obviously, totally. otherwise you're not going to be developing as much as you yeah. can. And everyone's always res- resistant to change, but it's just, it's inevitable. So might as well oh, embrace it sure. and do yep. with it. On um, a little note, just while we're talking about AI, did you hear about, um, I think it was Yahoo or something. They they had an AI generated um, blog post about the top places to visit in Ottawa. And oh. I guess because AI tracks like, where where people are putting like their location or destination in I don't know exactly how it works but I'm assuming it's based on volume of where people are going and it, it put number one or something as like the Ottawa food bank oh <laughs> and they posted it which shows that our okay, economy so is not, not that, that that's great, a great but that's example, example. Yeah. that's a, no that's a great example <laughs> of it not like losing jobs like obviously it might maybe some jobs but like you you can't just do an ai generated article and not have someone look over it absolutely (laughs) like if you're gonna generate an article with ai maybe you should have someone who's in charge of like making sure it's accurate 
Definitely. Well, there's another story about a lawyer. He used AI to create a whole case. Like, um, he needed a case to reference to win his case. And I guess AI just created a fake case to reference and blindly did that. And I'm pretty sure he, like, lost his license or whatever. Um, But... I mean, what do you think was going to happen if you just trusted AI to go in? (laughs) But um, anyways, moving on from AI, we're going to talk about also the um, channels of communication that we're seeing businesses invest in more. And the one that I love is email marketing. Yeah, email marketing is a big one, especially because with social media, I mean, we see this all the time is like accounts will get shut down or hacked on Instagram or whatever and if that's your only database of Mm. your clients that you're communicating with if that gets shut down then you are left with nothing you're at zero again and so having like your own email list especially like as a realtor I've learned this a lot um Mm -hmm. having control over your database and not leaving it up to the internet gods (laughs) Yeah, right then i got they're scared so i don't want to mess with them yeah <laughs> no so it's important. definitely important and i find that like it's more personal it's more mm. direct like i look at for example with modder if i'm posting on my stories like my views for stories aren't that great like the percentage of my followers that see it is like very low but when i send out an email my open rate is insane right. like almost 95% of my email list will open their emails and like read through it and actually spend a good amount of time. Cause I've also worked really hard on creating an email list of people that genuinely want to receive my emails. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I find that it's, it's just way more direct and you're able to get your message and kind of capture someone's attention for a little bit longer than you normally can on social media. 100%. Um, another mm-hmm. thing, which I guess this is super on brand for us, is <laughs> podcasts. Yes. I think we're, I mean, podcasts are, it's very saturated right now. I feel like a lot of people have podcasts, but it oh, is yeah. such a great way because on social media, and this is another thing when it comes to like forms of content, you know, we've seen the big shift from the YouTube era into the TikTok era of like Mm -hmm. short form people wanting like these quick bites of content but I think what we're gonna see now is like TikTok just introduced the 10 minute um feature or TikTok like they're introducing all of these and that's Mm -hmm. another thing is like if you want to predict something that's coming look at what all these big corporations are implementing because they have the resources to have these huge teams looking into this and analyzing the data and making these predictions usually based off of some pretty good analytics that they have and so it's a great way to make you know base your predictions off of that I always say with like real estate with Starbucks I was just gonna say that (laughs) if I'm like Starbucks is your best research tool because they will do it all for you if The amount of money that they spend on collecting information is just insane. And researching to see, like, where the up-and-coming neighborhoods are. So, like, if you see a Starbucks go up in a neighborhood, you know it's a good place to invest. But um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, podcasts. I think it's a great way to have 
a stronger relationship with your audience because they're able to actually listen to you form like a full thought if that makes sense. exactly yeah posts are very just like bite-sized pieces of information mm -hmm. and it's hard to even understand the person's personality or whatever when you're yeah. doing posts but podcast is a great way to actually get like a personal relationship with and that's your... why I was so happy when you asked if I wanted to join this podcast because you know I struggle a lot with putting my face out there on modern because I'm just yeah. not I've never been a social media person I've never really been the type to pick up my phone and like even take a picture so like me <laughs> trying to talk to the phone oh my goodness like I it's it's not so much about like a fear of putting myself out there online it really is just like I get so uncomfortable trying to talk to a phone I I just automatically yeah. don't know what to do um I find that even like when they say organic content like on your phone it's just not really organic to me whereas like a podcast is truly organic content because it right. is just a conversation so I I think that it does and you're right it allows you to form a full thought and I think that's really important and that's also why I like going to in-person markets and meeting my clientele and being able to have a conversation with them because so many things come up in that conversation organically that it almost like teaches you to the points that you need to bring up when you're talking with somebody to sell your products totally yeah and I think that during COVID I feel like we moved a lot away like COVID kind of brought us back to all the vir like it put us in the virtual world and mm -hmm. I think people are just tired of it now like it, people are just fatigued with it and they want personable they want to see that face to face they want to hear yeah. your voice they want to hear your tone your enthusiasm and whatever mm -hmm. Every we're all coming back to humanity I feel yes um, even like with meetings like when people want to do virtual meetings with me I'm just like oh man like I want yeah. to meet in a cafe like my energy is better totally. I get more stoked about like being more productive after having an in-person conversation just when it's so digitalized I feel like it's just like the satisfaction of whatever you're doing like is less like even I'm I'm still even a pen and paper person like I'll always always be pen and paper yeah for sure um another thing that I think we're gonna see a lot more of is I mean I am I implement this in my real estate business but I, I guess you it it's not gonna work for like when you get to a certain scale but I will say for real estate marketing, leveraging Facebook groups is... Oh, yeah. Facebook groups are amazing. Super, yeah, because you're, again, you're connecting one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. with those people. So, like, if I get a listing, I have, like, a lineup of 15 Facebook groups that I'm going to post that listing in. Or, yeah. you know, like, the, people are on there all the time. And I guess growing up, like, as a Gen Zer, I obviously had to learn how to use Facebook really so because funny. it's literally it you know I didn't grow up using Facebook but oh yeah you even like really skipped a MySpace I mean I skipped a MySpace but yeah you really skipped a MySpace. I'm like I don't even know what MySpace is but oh, God. Uh, <laughs> that again like talking about being strategic with your audience too like mm -hmm. I know in real estate that my audience is not going to be Gen Z so Oh yeah, though, and if they are, so in the future, maybe Facebook might become irrelevant once Gen Z starts to take over the world. Um, mm. Right now, it, the my audience is on Facebook, so that's what I'm going to yeah. use. So also just being strategic with like 
what channels your mm-hmm. ideal audience is on and like also the good thing about um facebook groups is people will they're not gonna filter themselves like they'll say their peace of mind like they're on really? a group for that reason so if you're like yeah. selling a product too or a service or whatnot you're, you're gonna find a lot of pain points um from that exact audience that you want to hear mm-hmm. and even like building relationships with people that are in those groups that will then vouch for you I found like with dentistry like we get a lot of people in the clinic um that find out about us from like the Orleans mom's Facebook page and people will advocate through uh, for us through that page but you're totally right like it's a it's a very good way to utilize the social media outside of just like you posting and whatnot Mm -hmm. Another big thing going back to like AI and um, technology that I think we're going to see a lot more of is the metaverse. Yeah, I'm really interested. I know that that was like a huge conversation not that long ago. I feel like it was like in coming out of everyone's mouths every like couple hours. So Um, one of the companies that I'm involved with, they essentially created a showroom for their products in the metaverse. So instead of having someone need to like fly into Toronto, for example, to see the a demo of the products or mm-hmm. having to, you know, book a sales call, they have they just have like a link and it they click the link, it brings them into this virtual reality where they have a whole showroom set up with a demo, and then you click on like a specific product and then it gives you like a video of like the sales pitch or the demo or whatever. And it's, Mm -hmm. I thought that was so interesting because it's like on-demand sales, on-demand demo products. So you're just, you're constantly able to drive that pipeline Mm -hmm. through your audience. Yeah, I was going to say virtual reality, I think is going to be something that a lot of businesses, especially like large businesses, obviously are going to utilize to provide a very personalized brand experience. Um, Whether it's like, even like shopping, like you see a lot of um talk online about how like VR is going to impact that and like traveling and literally everything like there's even like um I've heard of like real estate within the metaverse obviously that's like separate from like just VR itself but I do think that brands are really going to utilize virtual reality just to create really unique brand experiences on on that note too, even like um, in different industries, it's really going to be utilized as a tool because like my dad, he's in the automotive mechanics industry and um, his company essentially builds ro- robots that build cars and they're very globalized. So they're going to be using VR for technicians and communicating with their clientele that are building these production lines in like China while they're in Toronto and able to show them how to fix things through VR. Yeah. So I'm really interested to see um, how that's also just going to help with like global business operations as like a whole, because there's a lot of a lot of opportunities there. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, another thing that I've been seeing is the cross marketing between different platforms. So one big thing, and I know you have this in your notes here, is the use of Pinterest. And yes. I feel like that's something that people don't think about because, I mean, the average person isn't usually, like, scrolling Pinterest every day. 
I kind of am. <laughs> Which I was just going to say, I feel like I we do. Like for me, Pinterest came out, I don't know why. I feel like I started using it when I was maybe like 12 or 13 because yeah. of the whole aesthetics of it. But I do find that like, especially females, like 25, 30, yeah. they really use that. And I think a lot of brands are going to utilize Pinterest even more in 2024 because like, so if you go to a brand's Pinterest page, you see how many views they're getting on a monthly basis. And like, it's absolutely insane. And the paid advertising is a lot cheaper. Mm. It's an underused platform. So I think for paid advertising too, that's something I'm personally really excited to uh, explore more. Yeah. And that's the thing is it's underused. So exactly. You have more um, more leverage there and also what the way it's also the way you use it so yeah if you put a thing on Pinterest that is kind of clickbaity people click on it and the link brings you to their brings them to your Instagram page mm-hmm. and there you go you have a new follower yeah and now they've connected with you both on Pinterest and on Instagram mm-hmm. or it brings them to a link to sign up to your email list now that's a little bit different because people when they give away their email that's a bigger decision than um, yeah they normally want something in return following you on instagram but it is something that you can also leverage on pinterest so yeah don't underestimate pinterest no and it's honestly it's still the same with facebook because like you were saying like a a lot of your audience or pretty much most of your audience is on facebook and as like a digital advertiser like facebook's numbers are still really good especially when you compare them to like google ads and that's another thing is bottom line like just know your audience you know if you're if you're if you're a retirement home you're probably not gonna need to use vr like (laughs) nobody's gonna want to use vr you're gonna spend all your time just explaining how to use vr what vr exactly (laughs) and i follow this girl on instagram and she's like an incredibly smart marketer um i think her she, Camille Moore is her name and sure, she was talking she, yeah she was talking about how Tiffany and co did this mm-hmm. April Fool's joke with like a shoe covered in diamonds and they were like April Fool's and it almost looked like a cartoon and she's like Tiffany is a luxury brand it used to be the place where like you exclusively go and get your engagement ring like it's supposed to be very exclusive and luxury and high end it's like mm-hmm. why are you engaging in an April Fool's joke yeah, that does seem Maybe. extremely off-brand. So, like, we're giving all of these predictions, but bottom line, you have to do what's right for your yeah. brand and think strategically about, like, like you're not going to see Cartier doing a giveaway with... I hope not. Well, you know actually, I, I do see companies I don't think like that. I think it really- a lot of giveaways with influencers lately, like... um. Because I, which I don't really. Well, maybe the maybe the influencer does the giveaway on their page, but like Cartier is not going to go on Instagram and post like, oh no, away with this influencer who is her whole brand is like whatever body positivity, like that's which that, but that does show a perfect example of how to structure it to stay on brand but still participate in things that are a little off brand but help you grow because. Like we just said, Cartier, they're not going to do a giveaway on their own page, but they will still participate in giveaways just under somebody else's name. But they're still reaping the benefits of that giveaway. 
Um, so that's cool. Yeah, I don't know. I still don't know how I feel about Cartier doing giveaways. I feel like it's kind of like the Hermes thing. Like, how can Hermes charge so much for a Birkin? It's the exclusivity. It's because they've never succumbed to trends. That's the thing. Also, I think, like, and I say this a lot with modern luxury, just isn't what luxury used to be. Like, if you look up the definition of luxury, I'm sure the whole idea of, like, exclusivity and craftsmanship is in there. And, like, a lot of companies, like, you can buy some Louis Vuitton stuff and I feel like it falls apart. So that, but that's a good example. It's like Louis Vuitton didn't used to be like that, but I, they're succumbing to all of these trends now. Like you And see you also look at the ownership. Stuff. Yeah. Like a lot of these companies are, are still even depicted as family owned um, businesses and brands that have you know a lot of heritage like behind them and that's just and they're not, not what it is no they're literally all owned by lvmh like whatever. i was just gonna say like, yeah. <laughs> that kind of ties in i've seen duolingo has a really cool marketing um uh well what do you call it uh strategy it's very unique you you see like this they'll reply to certain comments there's the one that's going viral right now they replied to like um a com comments of of uh the uk or england or something and the uk or they essentially said like we deleted duolingo and duolingo called them like colonizers or whatever (laughs) which is like very um what's the word yeah controversial you have to be careful when you talk about stuff like that but duolingo's strategy i think is to be controversial and it's working for them quite well I mean, a lot of, like, I think Kim K became a billionaire based off of being controversial. Oh, 100%. Because the world... Controversial should be, like, her name. Yeah. Like, the world talked about it, and, you know, like, keeping keep the name in your mouth, and you're mm-hmm. essentially contributing to the company or the person's success. And then she comes out with this, like, nipple bra, which is, like, so smart, but so stupid at the same time. So you have people that hate it, people that love it, and then yeah, you have Yeah, it's all arguing. about generating conversation. And exactly, and I'm pretty sure that stuff sold out. I oh, mean, for sure. All of her stuff sells out, but... Yeah. Anyways, that was a little off-topic, but yeah, those AI-generated, like, advertising or little commercial things have been really fun to watch. I'll send you a couple... Okay, cool. Um, do you have anything else that you want to add? Um, just like to finish it off, I think that um brands are really just gonna focus on telling their brand story and being authentic, showing raw emotions, um, just to really build that relationship. I'm reading the book again. I I've read it before. Um, what is it called? It's called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. And I think that was a really really good book to to read it kind of tells you about like the the hero plot and how to really like utilize the story of your brand to build a relationship with your your clients and customers so um I love that yeah and also going back to the basics like this isn't a prediction but basic marketing like provide value don't provide value and don't oversell yourself I feel like that's a big thing it's like don't come across as salesy all the time like you want to people are going to follow you if you're giving them content that is valuable and they actually want to look at 
I think savable content is really going to be a big yeah, thing too. Yeah, savable and Mallory, shareable. Yeah, there's um, Mallory Rowan is has a really good Instagram that I highly recommend people to follow. She talks about like finances. She talks about real estate too. Um, she's from Ottawa, and I find I'm always saving her content because it's just mm-hmm. it's. Because it's She's valuable. the queen of providing value. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So yeah, I think that's going to be a big thing. Cool. But those are our predictions for 2024. So I think it's going to be a fun year. And also, actually, just one more thing. I think investing in, um, like, data collection and yes. testing, doing surveys of your clientele, and then improving and scaling is going to be a process that I think people are going to focus on, too. Absolutely. Okay, so thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. Bye. Bye.